Hello everyone and welcome to Multidisciplinary Dialogue, Clinical Rounds and Case Reviews with your host, Dr. Anil Harrison, who is the Associate Program Director for the Internal Medicine Residency Program and the Ambulatory Care Director at Toro University and St. Joseph's Medical Center, Dignity Health in Stockton, California. Today we have case presentations that Dr. Harrison and Dr. Darminder Singh will analyze and provide treatment insights. Dr. Singh is a second year internal medicine resident at St. Joseph's Medical Center in Stockton, California. In this episode, we'll discuss metabolic alkalosis, a patient with surreptitious vomiting, and a patient with primary hyperaldosteronism. The views of the speakers are their own and do not reflect the views of their respective institutions or the views of Consultant 360. Good afternoon, Dr. Singh. Good afternoon, Dr. Harrison. How are you doing today? I am doing well, and I think we're at the conclusion of evaluation of arterial blood gases and open to any cases that you might have that we can discuss. Sure. I have this one very interesting one. 20 years old female with BMI of 18 presents with fatigue. Her blood pressure is 90 over 70, sodium 138, potassium 3, chloride 94, bicar of 35. Urine chloride is less than 10. ABG shows pH of uh, 7.47 with PCO2 of 47. Okay. So the choices that you have given me are, could this be surreptitious laxative use or could this be surreptitious vomiting? Could this be surreptitious active diuretic use? Could this be Bartos syndrome or could this be primary hyperaldosteronism? Okay. So let's take a look at the pH. The pH is 7.47, which tells us that this patient has alkalemia. And the next thing we do is we take a look at the PCO2, and the PCO2 is trending in the same direction as the pH. Uh, hence, this tells me that this is primarily a metabolic problem. And with a serum bicarb of 35, the patient has metabolic alkalosis. Then the next thing to do is to check what is the patient's volume status and what is the person's blood pressure. So in our case, the volume status and the blood pressure are low normal, right? Okay. So then the next thing you do is what is the potassium doing? Her potassium is low. So therefore, the etiologies for metabolic alkalosis with normal to low blood pressure and low potassium would be contraction alkalosis, vomiting, diuretic use, Bartos and Gittleman syndrome, or NG suctioning. In our case, it probably is not NG suctioning because we don't get that by, you know, from a history or exam. So the next thing we do is metabolic alkalosis with low normal blood pressure, low potassium, and with a urine chloride that is less than 10 rules out recent diuretic use, Bartos syndrome, and Gittleman syndrome. The etiology for this patient's metabolic alkalosis with low normal blood pressure, low potassium, and a urine chloride less than 10 is possibly surreptitious vomiting. Therefore, recapping the evaluation of metabolic alkalosis, the first thing to do is to assess the volume status. And if the volume status is low normal, consider contraction alkalosis, vomiting, NG suctioning, diuretics, Bartos and Gittleman syndrome. But if the volume status is normal or high normal, check the blood pressure and potassium. And if the blood pressure and potassium are both elevated, it probably represents mineralocorticoid excess. And in that scenario, you check 
aldosterone and renin levels. If the aldosterone is elevated and the renin is not, and the aldosterone to renin ratio is greater than 20, this represents primary hyperaldosteronism. If both renin and aldosterone are elevated and the aldosterone to renin ratio is less than 20, this represents secondary hyperaldosteronism. If both renin and aldosterone are normal, this possibly represents Cushing syndrome. But if both aldosterone and renin are low, this re could represent exogenous steroids, licorice intake, or little syndrome. Also remember, if both blood pressure and potassium are normal, consider milk alkali syndrome. If the blood pressure is normal and the potassium is low, consider severe hypokalemia as the etiology. So this is my take on this patient. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Harrison. How about another joke? Okay. How do you throw a space party? Your planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I have another interesting case to discuss with you, if that's okay. Absolutely, Dr. Singh. So this is a 38 years old male with blood pressure of uh, more than uh, 160 over 100 for the last six months, sodium mm -hmm. of 140, potassium of 3.3, chloride of 108, bicarb of 32, magnesium of 2, and urine chloride is more than 15. So the choice is, Dr. Singh, you've given our surreptitious vomiting, or is it Gittleman syndrome? Could it be surreptitious thighs I'd use, or could this be primary hyperaldo? So if you look at the pH, which is more than 7.45, and the serum bicarb, if it is more than 28, this represents metabolic alkalosis. Now in our patient, the bicarb is 32, hence he or she satisfies a diagnosis of metabolic alkalosis. So the next step is, what is the volume status and blood pressure? Our patient's blood pressure is elevated. So the next thing is, our patient with metabolic alkalosis and hypertension you got to see what is the potassium doing. And in our patient, the potassium is low. Therefore, the next step would be, what is the chloride in the urine doing? And with our patient's urine chloride being greater than 15, this suggests that our patient has an excess of mineralocorticoid in the system. And therefore, the next step would be to check serum renin and aldosterone. In our patient, the serum aldosterone was elevated, but the renin was normal suggesting primary hyperaldosteronism. And what do I think would be the next step? I would probably confirm with a salt loading test. And if positive, I would go straight to an MRI of the adrenal gland. So once again, you know, if aldosterone is elevated and the renin is not, and the ratio of aldosterone to renin is greater than 20, this is primary hyperaldosteronism. If the ratio of aldo to renin is less than 20, this is secondary hyper hyperaldosteronism. If both renin and aldo are normal, this possibly could represent Cushing syndrome. If both aldosterone and renin are low, this could represent exogenous steroids or licorice or little syndrome. However, if both blood pressure and potassium are normal, consider milk alkali syndrome. If the blood pressure is normal and the potassium is low, consider severe hypokalemia as the etiology. So this is my take on our patient. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Harrison. I have another question. Mm -hmm. What do you call a fake noodle? A fake noodle? I don't know. An impasta. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, thank you so much for your help today. Absolutely, Dr. Singh. And everybody keep tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our series on evaluation of arterial blood gases. 
with Dr. Singh and Dr. Sue. And we'll be joining in soon with some other podcasts with other very interesting cases or case reports and other things that are going to be interesting for all of us. Anyways, have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye.